Welcome to TV7 Israel's podcast. We invite you to listen and share our latest content from Israel and the region. Shalom and welcome to yet another edition of TV7 Editor's Note. I'm Jonathan Hassan, and joining me all the way from Kansas City uh, is my dear brother in Christ, Mike Bickle, uh, who has... Uh, a lot to share today as millions around the world are uh, joining together to pray for Israel, for the peace of Jerusalem, something that, uh, as all of you know, is very dear to my heart. And uh, this is now the the second week out of three weeks in which uh, so many people are joining together, uh, yes. which is wonderful. Uh, so, Mike, thank you so very much for uh, taking out of your time to partake in this program today. And uh, if you will, uh, open this edition with uh, prayer and inviting our Lord to join us in this conversation. Father, we just thank you that we have access to your presence. Father of glory, I ask for the light of your countenance to shine on me, upon Jonathan, the, the those that are viewing, that you would inspire our understanding and tenderize our heart in new ways. And we thank you in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Amen. So uh, you're the leader of the International House of Prayer uh, in Kansas City. Uh, you started this years ago, and of course, it spread all over the world, including a few uh, organizations here in Israel, prayer houses in Israel that were inspired yes. by you uh, to do so. And uh, tell us about this new movement where millions of, of Christians all over the world are joining together to pray and stand by Israel. What What is that all about? Yes. Uh, first, I'll give just a sentence or two about what we're doing here in Kansas City. It's called the International House of Prayer, or most people just say IHOP, the acronym, or IHOP KC. <clears throat> and what we do is we pray 24 hours a day, all led by worship teams. Like right now, I'm in the studio with our prayer room behind me, and so the worship has continued for 24 straight years. Our anniversary was just last week, our 24-year anniversary. And so we pray two-hour blocks led by worship teams, and one team comes after the other after the other, and they overlap for just a few minutes every two hours. So the music has never stopped even in tw once in 24 years, which is a miracle to us because we know how weak and fragile we are as human beings. But we pray a lot for revival. We pray a lot for Israel. We pray a lot for conflict in nations. So that's what we do. And uh, on March 7th, so about eight or nine weeks ago, uh, through a, a process of events, which I won't go into right now, we were stirred to call people to pray for Israel in the month of May. So this was in March, March 7th. And the uh, dates that were highlighted to us were May 7 to 28 for 21 days. And so we began to give the call out for believers all around the world to pray one hour a day for 21 days for the peace of Jerusalem, for the blessing of God on the nation of Israel, Israel in the land and Israel in the, the, uh, the uh, out in the nations, the diaspora. And so it's a large company of people, not just the land, but around the nations, but focused on the land. And so we gave that call out on March 7th, and we were quite surprised, I mean, way beyond anything we imagined, that the call went viral. And as of today, there's well over 5 million Gentiles 
that have committed mm -hmm. to pray one hour a day for 21 days. We're on day like 11 right now of the 21 day. It's a, it's a time of fasting too. The vast majority of these 5 million are adding a dimension of fasting. Some are fasting real intense. Some are fasting partial. Some are fasting in other ways that aren't related to food. That's really not our business to really get the details of individuals on that. But many are fasting food in a real way like the uh, prophet Daniel did in Daniel chapter 10 for 21 days. And so right now we have well over 5 million people doing it and many more watching and observing. I'm talking about Gentile believers saying, why are you doing this? And so as important as the prayer is for 21 days, the conversation in the larger body of Christ, body of Yeshua across the earth, which is about a billion people, who knows the real number, that we want to see the conversation of the biblical narrative of Israel established in the global body of Christ, not just a few million, but a hundred million eventually, checking out what the scriptures say and agreeing with it. And I believe we're in a catalytic moment here in May for 21 days, catalytic and in terms of stirring up that conversation that's going to really escalate after May because so many millions are watching the 5 million saying, why are you doing it? And tell us the biblical basis. And the biblical basis is really easy to find. So I believe millions more are going to enter into the conversation. And then eventually they'll enter into the prayer for Israel. Then eventually they'll enter into standing for Israel in public and in practical ways to be a blessing to Israel. Fascinating indeed. So uh, let me ask you this way. Uh, you chose uh, uh, Isaiah 62, particularly for this uh, 21 days. I, I love this chapter. Uh, it's not in the New Testament. It happens to be in the Old Testament. Give us a little bit of insight. Why choose this chapter particularly? Uh, obviously, discussing the redemption and, uh, of Jerusalem and Israel, but what led you to that scripture? Is that I've been really uh, uh, engaged with Isaiah 62 for about 40 years, actually. Matter of fact, I moved to Kansas City 40 years ago, uh, even at this time. And, my ver and I planted a young adult church, and my very first sermon, December 5th, 1982, my very first sermon was Isaiah 62. So I've been engaged in it that many years, for 40 years now. It is the most descriptive chapter of the glory of God coming on the city of Jerusalem uh, throughout the thousand-year millennial reign of Jesus, but forever. Jerusalem is the capital of God's government on earth forever. And he's promised to release his glory on it. Uh, and the glory, a little bit there, but it's going to be far more increasing as we approach the coming of the Lord and then fully manifest forever after that. It's 12, 12 verses. It's line upon line, glory of God for the city of Jerusalem. And most Gentile believers, the billion or so, again, I don't know the real number. Different people give different numbers. They are pretty much unfamiliar with Isaiah 62. So we want Isaiah 62 in the conversation of the global body of Christ. So we put it in the title since it's the most descriptive chapter of the glory of God. And already millions were interacting with so many are saying, wow, this is amazing. And so new songs are being written from Isaiah 62, new sermons, new prayers, new social media conversations, more blogs. 
And just as the beginning, give it 10 more years, and this thing is going to explode in the global conversation of the body of Christ. Uh, you know, I, I love especially the, oh, it's amazing, but I love the, the first sentence of this uh, chapter, which uh, uh, in Hebrew it says, For the sake of Zion, I shall uh, not hold my peace, and for Jerusalem's sake, I will not rest. Uh, in, in Hebrew, it actually says, eshkot, which means I will not shut up. I will be vocal about it. Uh, so it's always really amazing. And I, if I may uh, interject by also making a correlation to Psalm 122, where, uh, you know, it says, uh, in English, it says, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. In Hebrew, it says, sha'alu shalom Yerushalayim, ask for the peace of Jerusalem. You know, it's, it's sometimes a little a bit more deliberate. It's more proactive in uh, trying to seek that. And, and I do believe, of course, that uh, fasting, even though personally I am not a big fan, but who is uh, of not eating? <laughs> who is? Who is right? is the great question. <laughs> um, ultimately, it's about being proactive with God about Jerusalem, about Israel, about uh, seeking the, the peace of Jerusalem in a sense that it will uh, be revived and that, uh, you know, all of us here in Israel will come together and go on our knees and ultimately proclaim the coming of the Lord. Uh, uh, but until that moment happens, and this is a question that I receive always from many of my friends here in Israel, is, you know, they, they always look outside and they say, Jonathan, Christians all over the world, they're, they're speaking with so much passion about Israel. But why Israel? Uh, why would they care, you know? Um, what do you answer them? Okay, at first I'm gonna I have to comment on Isaiah 62 verse one because you started with it, and then I'll morph in to answer the question because they overlap. My, my yes, comments sir. do. Isaiah 62 one, the Lord says, "I'll never be silent." You said in the Hebrews, "I will never shut up." Jerusalem is one of the subjects that God will never stop talking about. Mm. That's a remarkable statement that the Genesis one God has topics that he has publicly, I mean, he's gone public with this. I will never stop talking about Jerusalem. I want you to know that. That's verse one. That's remarkable. Then verse six, he goes, matter of fact, I'm going to go before that. I'm going to raise up human beings who never stop talking about Jerusalem. They'll talk to me about it. They'll talk to people about it. And so that commitment reveals God's heart for Jerusalem that's remarkable. Then King David came along. Well, actually, King David came 300 years before Isaiah, and he, he set up singers and musicians day and night who would not stop talking, well, singing, about Jerusalem. And so this is really a very, very major theme on God's heart. And because we, as uh, lovers of Yeshua, we love the God of Israel. The, the, uh, the Father, uh, uh, Jesus calls him the Heavenly Father, the, the God of Israel. We love him, and he's saying, I want you to know, if you want to know my heart, you want to know what I'm talking about, this is one of the topics I'm talking about. Verse 1, but verse 6, I'm going to stir you up. He's talking about believers in Yeshua all over the earth. You won't stop talking about Jerusalem before this thing is over, and I'm going to keep you talking about it to me and to others until Yeshua comes and brings the glory of God to the earth. So it's so important because we love him and because he loves Jerusalem. Uh, I'm going to give another verse or two. You know, I'm a preacher. Preachers preach. So if you jump at any time. But yes, Zechariah 8, verse 2. 
The Lord, the God of Israel says, I am zealous for Jerusalem. I burn with zeal for Jerusalem. And then Yeshua comes along 500 years after Zechariah in Matthew 5, and he called Jerusalem his city. He said, it is the city of the great king, referring to himself. So he has great passion like his father does for the city of Jerusalem. So therefore we do, if we love him, we love Jerusalem. Amen. Well, uh, I can't dispute that, of course. But uh, ultimately, when, when we look at uh, the current state of Jerusalem, and uh, as a Jerusalemite, born and raised here and, and uh, uh, living here most of my life, my wife was born here, my children are born here, obviously, uh, we experience tough challenges. You know, the, the city, even though it's improving uh, when we're talking about infrastructure, it, it faces challenges day in, day out. Uh, the, the tensions between the various groups here are um, intense. Uh, the spiritual um, heaviness uh, that comes with the city uh, is quite intense as well. People who uh, come to, to uh, work here for a period of time, they always... Uh, tell me how hard it is to to just go about things and not uh, experience it to a certain degree once they're here for an extensive period of time. Uh, what can you define as the challenge today and, and what breakthrough needs to happen in order to transform into what uh, the, the Zaya is speaking about? Yes, I, well, J Jerusalem is the ultimate city, the city of God. It's the city. All roads lead to Jerusalem. You know, they said all roads lead to Rome. They all lead to Jerusalem, actually. That's where history is, is going. And Daniel chapter 10, the prophet Daniel, when he's praying for Jerusalem in Daniel chapter 10, praying the prayer of Daniel chapter 9, but in 10, he's on a 21-day fast because he recognizes in verse 12 and 13, I won't go into it, but that demonic powers... Are, are, are zealous to destroy Jerusalem. They do not want the city of the great king to prosper. So the very powers of hell and the powers of the earth are centered on Jerusalem to make sure it doesn't line up with God's plan and, and enter into God's blessing. They're going to all fail, but the, there's no city in the earth that's been attacked more than Jerusalem, there's no city that's been fought over more than Jerusalem. There's no city that Satan rages against more than the city of Jerusalem. There's no city that God will bless more than the city of Jerusalem. So it's the good, the bad, and the ugly are all focused on one city. And the whole earth, it says in the prophet Zechariah, chapter 12 to 14, the whole earth will be watching God's drama unfold in the city of Jerusalem as Men, evil men, try to destroy it, and the Lord flexes his muscles and shows his glory and delivers the city of Jerusalem before the whole earth, and he displays his glory, which is really his kindness and his, and his tenderness and his wisdom. And His glory isn't just his power. He uses his power to reveal his tenderness and kindness and his great wisdom. Mm. Well, uh, you were referring also to Daniel 10, Daniel 9, uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, but that's about the Prince of Persia also. Blocking uh, yeah, yeah. uh, the, the uh, angel Gabriel from coming to uh, Daniel and, and giving him those good news about, uh, about Jerusalem, of course, call, uh, calling on Michael to assist him to get through and so on and so forth. But 
there is a lot of analogy there to today's situation, of course, with uh, Iran still posing such a, an imminent threat, not necessarily existential at this point, but uh, quite the imminent threat to to Israel's security, to Israel's uh, peace, and, and uh, in correlation, of course, to the peace of Jerusalem. This is really important to us. Daniel chapter 10, it's actually central to what we're doing for 21 days. I mean, the 5 million, it's, by the way, it's in a hundred different nations. And the translation of this, of the details of this fast have been translated in a hundred different languages. And we all have it on a website just for those that are in the land there. You go, wait a second, that's exaggerated. Go to the website, Isaiah62fast.com, and you will see 5,000 Gentile ministries from a hundred nations in a hundred different languages on that website. It's a prophetic, actually that website, it's only a directory of the ministries. And uh, I mean, that, that are committed to it and thousands more are joining it. So the number is gonna be far beyond that. But my point being, when they go look at that, even people who don't believe it, which is fine, we're gonna keep that website up for some many years. So even uh, skeptical people, even in the land of Israel, but the nations as well, will say, what do you mean 5 million fasted in May 2023? I don't believe that. Go check the website. They'll see 100 translations. Well, how did that happen? They'll see, well, I mean, there's 5,000 now. They'll probably be, I don't know, I don't want to guess, but many more thousand are joining. Every day, hundreds are joining. They're going to say, what is going on there? But anyway, I went on that bunny trail. The point I'm making all of them, or at least the vast majority, were focused on Daniel chapter 9 and 10. That's critical to what mm -hmm. our mindset is. And in Daniel chapter 10, Daniel's in Babylon, which was under what is Persia, which is modern day, the general area of, of Iraq and Iran today. Most of you know that. Ancient Persia in 500 BC was far bigger than Iran. It included Iraq, Iran. Daniel's there. And the captives of, of Israel have been released from captivity, that's 70 years of captivity. They've returned to the land, but they got trouble in the land in Jerusalem. So Daniel's 700 miles away. He's in his 80s. He's been there his whole life nearly. They took him in captivity as a youth, and he's fasting and praying 21 days. And the angel appears and says that, the, I mean, this is so strange to someone that's not familiar with Daniel 10, but it's really there, and it's quite well known. I mean, millions of people know this narrative, though it is kind of eccentric to the person who hears it the first time. This angel appears to Daniel and tells the prophet Daniel, there's a demon power that's energizing Iran seeking to destroy Israel. But your prayers, Daniel, are causing pause and resistance to that demonic energizing of Iran, which is Persia, really, but modern-day Iran, to attack Israel. And what happened is that Daniel succeeded. Well, not Daniel. The 21-day fast shifted history, and the attack against the Persians, modern-day Iraq and Iran, ancient Persia, that is, because uh, uh, and it, it was it was held back. Now, here's the interesting thing. Persia, ancient Persia, Modern-day Iran, Iraq is the only time that part of the earth has been a world power. I'm talking about a world power is two times in history. Only two times in history. It began in Daniel's generation, 500 B.C., approximately a little bit more, but 500, that's good enough. And today, the only two times in history Iran has been in a position of world power with Israel in the land and they're assaulting Israel. 
Never in 6,000 years of recorded history have they had it. Now, Iran was a had power, had an empire in, in the like 600, something like that for a couple hundred years, but it wasn't a world empire. Only now, and mostly only because uh, Russia and China are whispering at the side, hey, we got your back, that kind of thing. I'm not a political analyst, but that's really given them a lot more boldness. And then they got the their moments away from a nuclear weapon. So two times in all of human history, Iran is in that place to threaten Israel, Daniel 21 day fast, the angel breaks in and stops it. Today, 5 million Gentiles are functioning as a corporate Daniel standing in the gap. And that demonic power of Iran is, or Persia is rising up again after all of these years of not having a world platform and 5 million the Lord has stirred up. I mean, as Gentiles, we're blown away by this because none of us planned this. None of us thought this would happen. March 7, when this call went out, no one thought. We thought some thousands would join together. Never in our mind did we think 5 million. Why? The Lord blew on it by his inspiration. Mm. And he's saying, this is a Persian attack on Israel moment from Daniel 10. I'm going to raise up a corporate Daniel. This isn't the ultimate. This is only a down payment. More is coming. I believe this. This is, I'm going a few years ahead. Go five or 10 years from now, I believe there'll be 100 million Gentiles laboring and fasting and prayer for God's blessing, protection, and peace on Jerusalem. So the corporate, ultimate corporate, Daniel, hasn't emerged yet, but this 5 million is a really good beginning. You know, I uh, uh, I know you know, but uh, one of uh, the things that I always find fascinating about prayer, that it is a means. It's a means to communicate with God about a certain purpose that we seek a breakthrough for. Uh, so uh, my question is, and uh, I'd like also to touch base on a, an interesting point that relates to this, uh, why 21 days? Why not continue until that moment of breakthrough? Considering also the fact that, uh, right, Daniel prayed for 21 days, ultimately uh, he got that breakthrough that he was awaiting for, and ultimately, the last verse of the Old Testament, the last verse, Chronicles verse 23, talks about Cyrus, the Persian king. And it says as follows, thus says Cyrus, king of Persia, all the kingdoms of the earth, the Lord God of heaven has given me, and he has commanded me to build him a house at Jerusalem, which is in Judah, who is among you of all his people, May the Lord his God be with him and let him go up. Which I just found fascinating when you were speaking that the last verse in the Old Testament specifically speaks about this. But again, why 21 days? Why not continue until breakthrough is, is well, there? No, great question. Well, we're inspired by Daniel. He did the 21-day fast, and there was a... Uh, an, I don't know that he saw the breakthrough at day 21. The angel told him... Well, gave him the assurance to break through. The fact the angel appeared mm. with Michael, the archangel. So he had the confidence of the breakthrough. So he went and, I guess, had a milkshake afterwards or something like that. <laughs> or had a pizza. I don't know what he ate. But the 21 days is really only the limit of the fasting. It's not the limit of the prayer. But it's, it's a concentrated fasting. Meaning, here at the International House of Prayer, 
again, many reviewers would not understand what we're doing here. I'll just give 30 seconds on it. We are inspired by King David. And uh, we have 600 staff members. Most of them, it's their full-time job. And they've raised their own support as missionaries. So we have six, nearly 600 people. It's their, they do it 50 hours a week. They, they, it's their full-time occupation. And we have about 50 departments, all kinds of outreaches and good works, feed the poor, you know, all kinds of things to, to people in the area. But we asked our, our 50 departments, almost all of them, to shut down, not all of them, for, for 21 days because of Daniel. And then we asked them this really bizarre thing. Would you be 12 hours a day in the prayer room instead of doing your work responsibilities? Because they all work 50 hours a week anyway. And about 300 of the 600 staff, they said, we'll be there six to 12 hours every day. So the 21 days puts a limit on it. We couldn't keep doing fasting like that. And we couldn't let go of our responsibilities at that level beyond 21 days. 21 days almost breaks us, but it's that kind of intensity that God's grabbed us with, but he's done this to millions. I mean, we're just one of many, many, many. I don't wanna make the story about us, but we just have a large staff. Most churches don't have 600 staff members. I mean, even a mega church might have 100, but we have 600 because it's a missionary organization. And so the 21 days is the boundaries of that intense 12 hour a day. I'm talking about individuals being in this room 12 hour a day. Many of them are. They've never done that before because part of our job, they're here two hours a day, four hours a day. Then they do their, their outreaches and their service. Never 12 hours. So this is a new thing. We're again we're on day 11 and everyone's getting a little weary. I go, hey, 10 more days. Let's stay with the Daniel model. Not that it's the model you have to do, but that's just the model we adapted for this particular assignment from the Lord. Well, praise God. Uh, unfortunately, we're drawing near to the end of uh, today's edition uh, of TV7 uh, Editor's Note. Uh, it's fascinating. How, how can people join uh, once more? Is Zaya62.com or? I, no, Isaiah62fast.com. And okay. people don't join as individuals don't sign up. Ministries put their name on it if they want people in their area to find them because it's a directory so people can find ministries in their region and in their language because we're in 100 languages. We don't want everyone connecting to us. So mm. this website's not an IHOP website. It's a neutral website. It's only a directory so people can find ministries in their area. But I want to say one more thing before we're done. I love your program. I watch you regularly, and I just am so grateful for you. And I want to encourage the folks are, that will hear this program to pray for you, to support you, because you are giving inspiring information, but relevant information. And the thing I love about you, you never hype it up, and you never get in a negative tone. You, you're very calm, and yet you're very precise, and yet it's accurate. So I want to thank you for serving so many of us with this program. Well, I'm, I'm humbled, uh, Mike. Thanks so much for that. Uh, of course, uh, as I always say, all glory to God. Uh, without him, we wouldn't be here. So uh, thanks again uh, for taking out of your time uh, to be part of today's uh, TV7 Editor's Note edition. And uh, uh, all of you at home, uh, I encourage you to join in prayer, as we always do every day. Uh, pray for the peace of Jerusalem and the salvation of Israel. Until next time, shalom from here in Jerusalem. Thank you for joining us in another TV7 Israel podcast. For more content, visit our website at tv7israelnews.com or follow us on social media.